Okay, Regina, we're going on. Let's see here. And I am pulling us up. Hey, everybody, give us two seconds here. We are starting with Manifesting with Meg with Regina. Hang on, I'm just tagging Regina's people so that they can join us, join all the fun tonight. All right, so I just tagged you, Regina, so. Okay, good evening, everybody. Hi, Regina, how are you? Hi. We are, we are coming to you all by coastal again. We are on the east and west coast. I'm coming to you from Miami, Florida, and Regina is all the way out in LA, California. So we are double siding the country, bringing you so much stuff that you can use to inspire your 2020 into something that's beyond amazing. So I'm gonna give people a second to come on and join us. And tonight we're talking about another episode of Carpe Diem in January and the Manifesting um, with Meg, uh, Conversations with Extraordinary People. Um, we have tonight the theme uh, in line with uh, Magical Guide to Bliss. And it is a theme around fly butterflies fly, which I love because, you know, all of you guys know this. I am a butterfly. So um, with that said, I will get this going. Did it tag you, Regina? Uh, Regina did it tag yeah, 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 we're on. Okay, we're on. Awesome. We so on. welcome, everybody. I hope your January is coming along swimmingly and 2020 is actually starting off to be amazing. My friends always said to me um, that basically you shouldn't really make any resolutions until Martin Luther King weekend, junior weekend, because the whole idea of I have a dream. And when you set a dream, especially along the lines with great visionaries, there's more realization to happen. So because we are all inspired by this incredible man who had a dream for a better world by virtue of what he had to offer, which was amazing, then we all are changed for it. So hopefully tonight, with ever, whatever, certainly we only, you know, stand on the shoulders of giants, but um, hopefully we'll be able to bring you some kind of insight, some kind of wisdom that will take you a little further on your enlightened path. I like to always say when you hear something really kind of clicks or there's ahas, you know, it might light up your, your path towards your most incredible dreams even further. So I have Regina tonight, and I'm so happy that you're with me again. She is one of those visionaries, uh, certainly um, in her life, as well as in business, as a business coach that you will want to know and certainly follow up with regard to um, anything that you have as far as, you know, dreams are concerned and vision is concerned. Regina is definitely your girl, so, or your woman. I don't want to <laughs> but um, so I'm going to introduce you. And as always, we are going to do the intention again, as far as, you know, what it is that you intend for the conversation. Um, we we definitely are not two people who lack for a conversation. That's for sure. So um, I always say it's always something exciting when we get to have an opportunity to talk to each other in this um, situation. So I really am excited that you're here, Regina. And I really, really um, I look forward to you getting to share your business expertise and your ideas behind around manifesting. Because I think tonight the, the truth theme that we're actually looking at is how to transform dreams into reality 
and basically give them the tools that they might use, be able to use to manifest things that make their life, you know, even more miraculous and expecting magic and miracles. And then certainly shifting to a more positive vibration and, and expectation for what they want to see happen in their world. And oh, look, Frank is launching. So thank you, Frank. Welcome to Manifesting with Meg with Regina. So I want to introduce you after you do set your intention and you pick your number. Um, Regina is, like I said, a life and business strategist who has over 17 years of experience in helping transform ordinary entrepreneurs into extraordinary uh, leaders, which I think is the thing that sets you apart. You look to support your clients and to catapult them past even what they believe is possible for themselves. Mm -hmm. I think is something that true visionaries are able to do when it comes to, you know, getting people inspired around the possibilities in their life. So that's one thing I've always found amazing about you. You've worked with a over a hundred companies and you've, you've generating anywhere from two to 20 million in gross annual revenue, but you've always set out to teach the CEO and management how to properly navigate the every aspect of the areas within the company, which I think is really, really important because they might have these incredible ideas, but at least as far as, you know, navigating the pitfalls and then making those actually problems into, and, and revenue mm -hmm. solutions. I think is pretty amazing. Um, we, like I said before, we we got the we had the privilege of meeting on Facebook with our women's entrepreneur group, and so we're around a lot of really savvy business women. And certainly, um, you know, we hit it off, and we've just had started having a conversation. I think a little over, you know, at least eight months ago now. Wow. I mean, Certainly, yeah. Um, so it's really wonderful to start off the year with you this carpe diem mentality, and. Um, you know, back to the basics, I think, is really where we're going, because I think as far as the conversation that we had before, we we wanted to, you know, take our experience together to empower others to basically live more of an intuitive life and this whole idea of allowing. So good evening, Regina. Please start us off with something amazing and inspirational while we while we set out to finish off the first month of the new decade. Something inspirational. Well, first of all, I'm thrilled to be here because I know when you and I start to talk, I mean, we can go on forever and it's good. You know, just like we talked about doing this uh, interview, it, it came after us simply getting on the phone for a completely different reason <laughs> into a discussion an hour later saying, hey, this is so good and this can really enri enrich the lives of so many entrepreneurs and people that are trying to step into being an entrepreneur. So this is how it all came about, you guys. It was very unplanned until we planned it. <laughs> um, my, my biggest intention for tonight, honestly, is, um, and I've said this so many times, uh, I am so aware that this is the only life I have, that I want everybody to really wrap their brain around the fact that this is the only life you have like really embrace it and I think when we actually do completely we say oh crap how much am I not doing you know how much am I not doing that I want to do how much am I afraid of how much am I putting off until tomorrow how much am I uh how much did it how much am I dedicated to my fear versus to my success yeah. when you really realize that you guys, this is it. Like when this is over, it's game over on this planet, you know? So my intention for tonight is that when the cameras are off for you and I, that people go back and say, I, I'm going to do it. 
I'm gonna I'm just gonna do it. Fear and everything. I'm just gonna do the things I've been wanting to do for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. I'm gonna do it. That is my intention for tonight. That's awesome. And you know, I, it's funny because, you know, usually when I do sit down and I did my vision board for the year yesterday, mm -hmm. I sit down, you know, the total power of intention and, and to sit down and get clear oh. as to, and I love the idea about 2020 vision that we're all seeing with more clarity because we take those lessons that we've learned from the past, the hard earned lessons, mm -hmm. the learning curve. And then we use those to basically act as, you know, a, a ladder toward the next stage and i keep thinking with you know every time i sat down to do my vision board yesterday i was like well what's my next what's my next and and i think before we go to the next stage we have to get still and realize well what where have i come from where have i accomplished like because i think that people don't generally do that because they're constantly on this wheel of progress mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like okay if i'm not doing 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 and doing doing then everything the momentum is gone but i think that there's something really important and like you're saying with regard to um the whole faith versus fear you know mentality mm -hmm. is i think that when you sit back and get still and see truly see where you've come from and, and regardless of how long or how short of time then you can you can you can sit with that positive energy that you survive perhaps maybe and then you're willing to oh, yeah. support a thriving mentality so I, I you know i say that to you because i know that you um, you, your background is very interesting with regard to the whole faith in your notion that, you know, this is what you're, you're here to do in your purpose now. And, and the fears around when you jumped the leap of faith, you know, to the reality that this is what you're doing for a living now. Mm -hmm. You know, for me also personally, whether it's work or my personal life, my, I can't say I'm, I haven't been afraid in life. Um, as I got older, I had a more historical evidence with God and faith, so to speak. My faith has become stronger, of course, than, than fear. But also my desire to be what I knew I was created to be was always greater than any fear or doubt. I always had bigger fear to get to the end of the life and say, Oh crap, well, I pissed that away. Pardon my French. That fear to me paralyzes me to know that there's because the truth is there's gonna be a day that I'm gonna be too damn old and tired to do anything. You know, but you know, imagine imagine the chaos in somebody's mind when they're at that place and they look back at a list of things they didn't do because they were afraid. I don't want to live with that. I yeah. don't. So I would rather do things. Um even if I fail, I don't care. But, you know, the fear and failure, here's what I've learned after working with so many people. Fear and failure truly is only, it means whatever you make it mean. So in my mind, fear and failure were never like big things because I don't see them as something big. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But if we make it something huge in our mind, it does paralyze us from moving forward. So if you make it something small, it's easier to step over it. So it's up to us to diminish its impact on our lives. Let me tell you something that I want to add to this because I think it's might really, really impact a lot of people that that you know may come on tonight. You know, the whole idea that um these type A personalities, especially with business, when you're dealing with people who are in business, type A, they want to control everything. They want to control all the outcomes. And what happens is without allowing the allowing, you know, part into the into the mm -hmm. paradigm, then it becomes all on their own 
energy and all on their own fours. And what happens is you will burn yourself out. So regardless, it's not even the fear anymore. It's like, it's just the, the burnout, the exhaustion. So it's not even like, and you feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. You start to feel like a failure because, oh my God, I'm putting all this output out there. I'm doing so much. And then at the end of the day, it comes back to, well, you know, what's happened, what's come to light. And you feel like you just are just, you know, kind of like moving with the brakes on, you know, I don't know if like, situations like that. A hundred percent. You said something interesting, moving with the brakes on, because to be moving with the brakes on your, your actual foot has to be on the brake, right? So when we move and we feel like that, it's because we're going forward at the same time as keeping ourselves stagnant. Yeah. The energy is so heavy. Listen, I'm a life and business strategist. I heavily depend on strategy, but I would be a fool if I told you that God and universe are not a massive part. Yeah. So the energy has to be aligned. You have to be in line and in alignment with everything that's going on. I know for myself, even whether my business, my personal life with my business or my clients, when I feel aligned, I'm on fire. Explain like, aligned um, though. Explain because some people might not understand what alignment met means. I mean, you could say a car is aligned. You know, your your yeah yeah your car wheels are aligned. But maybe in this context, you know, explain what aligned sure. is. So, for example, um, I've done a lot of companies, re corporate reorganization, right? And it's a scary, heavy, uh, very uh, devastating place for a CEO to be with. But I have had moments when I walk into complete chaos and I am so aligned with God and the universe. I have this kind mm -hmm. of an engine inside of me. And I just go in spite of chaos, in spite of fear, in spite of them completely freaking out because they're afraid <laughs> as it is. And I am just going forward because something in me knows I'm on the right track. I right. just know. And I go with the feeling and it has never failed me. Like I've mentioned to you, my intuition has never, ever failed me. I have failed it. A mil I failed by <laughs> a million times. It has never failed me. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. So being in aligned in any circumstances in a company or personal life, when things need to get done with a client, uh, giving them guidance or direction or support, sometimes you, I mean, listen, I, sometimes I learn on a job. I don't, I don't know everything. Obviously it would be foolish for me to say I know everything, but when I feel aligned, it's like, I've got all the answers. You just feel it. And whether people line up with their alignment or not, everybody knows what I mean because everybody has experienced the feeling. We all have it. We all come from the same source. We all got the feeling. We all have it. Some listen, some don't. So it so I've heard it I've heard it called the path of least resistance. You know, it's 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 the whole idea um, of you know, when you're 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 in line with your intuition. And you go toward that, the flow, right? You go with the flow. It's like let go and flow. There's a movement with whatever it is that you're doing that you're going on the path of least resistance. So no one's put, like, it's like the brakes again. It's like yeah. looking back on you, you're able to move forward in such a way that it feels effortless. But, it, you know, there's, there's clearly the initial effort in setting out you know, the whole, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, object in motion, you know, mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. in motion until it hits another uh, force. But the bottom line is that even with regard to, to you and how you take on certain uh, challenges in companies and with your clients, tell me a little bit more about the whole idea, how you bring people on into that whole intention 
and that vision that you have that or, or identify their vision as well? Well, part of my part of the key, I think, for me is I have such um, I think it's even contagious belief that you can do anything you want to do that when my clients um, are afraid to try certain things, my excitement and my belief and my relentless pushing them through their their chaos and their fear is so contagious to them they simply start to believe because I'm like, you can do this. That's fine. It's going to be perfect. Just yeah. watch and just push them yeah. through it. So it people take that on. People take my energy on. And my belief is so huge, it starts to diminish their fear. It first kind of balances it 50-50, and then it starts to outweigh uh, their own doubt and chaos. And by the way, even if they're just a client, it trickles into their personal life. Yeah. Because they're not just the CEO or entrepreneur. They're a husband, they're a wife, they're a boyfriend, girlfriend, they're a son, they're a father, they're a mother, they're a sister. They're all these things. Yeah. But it trickles into their personal life outside of work. And for me, it's, it's absolute magic to happen when somebody can come back to me and say, oh my God, this is incredible. I was so afraid and I was so doubtful and I was this and I did it and it actually worked out. Yeah. I mean, just the thrill of their energy. I mean, listen, for me, if I can get people past their fear and into the things they want to do, I thrive on that because I've given them experience, the experiences they otherwise would never have the guts to do. And it feels amazing for me to do that. So let's go back to the whole theme of this conversation so we can get people going. Because I think, you know, we all start in January. We're all set. Like I said, we all like have, okay, it's a new year, new decade, new everything. We're going to have a different mentality, a different vision, the whole thing. Our desires and our wants and our hopes for the whole year are, are quite high. This is the time when we have hopefully the greatest energy toward success. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about transforming dreams into reality. And I think that that's really quite interesting because I think that um, having the tools or even tools in mind as you navigate, literally navigate whatever comes up externally is going to be a paramount for anyone when, when they are at the beginning to the finish line. So let's talk about like, perhaps maybe one of your best tools that you've used to transform dreams into reality when you deal in your own life or even with your clients or even with anyone for that matter. I do believe that our why, the reason we do something has to be greater than anything else. And I know it sounds, it makes sense to some people. I've heard from other people that it's silly to say that, but here's the reason why. And I've, and I've, I've lived it through my experience so I can speak to that personally without any doubt. It is so, um, it, it's, it's a chaotic ride to, to get to what you want. It's not easy. There is opposition, there is opinions, there is obstacles. If our why is not huge enough, it is very easy to say, well, I'm just not going to follow through with this. It doesn't make sense. Um, I'm not getting support from the people around me or it doesn't make financial sense, or it's gonna take time for me to get there, or my fear is greater. Like for example, I know God placed me here to be of service to people and to walk alongside entrepreneurs and help them achieve their dreams. 
Now working, you know, people are people. People, we're not easy creatures, obviously. So working with so many people and when a lot of them are in financial chaos, it's hard. People are not always nice or kind. And I understand there is a lot going on in their head with their money. I get it. So because my why is so big and I understand the source of my why, I was never able to set it down and walk away and do something else because my why is bigger than anybody's personality, than bigger than my fear, bigger than anybody's chaos, bigger than my self-doubt. It is bigger. So when we have a why that's bigger, that is the that's the anchor that's gonna keep us focused. It's just gonna okay. keep us focused. So interestingly enough, the why, I get that. Why is incredibly important and, and certainly, but it's interesting because people, when they start to identify the why, they get stuck. They're like, what do you mean my why? What are you talking about my why? I don't even know my what for her, forget about my why. So basically you have to get to the point where you can identify, and, I, and this is, goes back to what I do, is the life purpose. Like, what is your purpose here and how do you go about identifying? Because a lot of people, you know, um, they don't have time. They think they don't have time to set out what exactly that to, to identify that thing that you know, gets their juices flowing, gives you the passion to actually tackle all sorts of things. Like, for instance, the service element. And I and I and I know a lot of attorneys. You know, a lot of people, and I and interviewed them to be interns with my office. I was like, why do you want to work here? That was the why because I want to work for the government. Okay, okay, that's not enough for me. Well, there has to be more. So give me more. And the thing is that they wouldn't, weren't able to articulate because they didn't even sit back and think. So I think that when it comes to the why, and this is coming from my side of, of the story, I think that you have to really look at what gets your passion going. Like, for instance, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And all those great, you know, Enneagrams and those tests that you take to figure out your personality that, that you know, resonate with you or not. My question for you is when you're looking at the life purpose and the why, and especially when people are feel like they're floundering, I think that that's because they don't really clarify what that that is, what their desires are. How do you bring them to the place where they can step back and take a look at why they're doing what they're doing? I genuinely believe that we all uh, we all have a why, and we all know what that is. I think people push back against it because we create our own idea of what we think it should be. What do you mean push back though? I'm curious. Like why do they push back against it? Because maybe it's not what what they think they should be doing. Oh. We so all, give an we example. All, um it took me a few minutes to embrace my wife, for example. Because when I started working in corporate turnaround, I was like, crap, this is difficult. People are not nice. I understand they're in debt, but they're just not nice coming at me. I'm only 24. I don't need to deal with their stuff and my, yeah. it was bad. And every time I would push back and would be, well, maybe should I do something else? Should I be something else? Everything in me told me, you better get back to your place. Okay. So we push back against it because I believe, I don't know if we're born with 20 purposes or even five. I think, <laughs> you know, like when you build a house, yeah. you don't have five blueprints, right? You have a blueprint. You're not going to take five, diff five different blueprints and build a kitchen based on this one, build this, you know, a bathroom based on this one. You have yeah. one, one blueprint that makes sense. Yeah. I believe we're made the same way. But I think we start to overanalyze it. 
and say, well, maybe this why is not very profitable, or maybe this why is not very popular, or maybe it's not going to get me to where I want to go. But the truth is, I think if we quiet down, we all know the truth of why we're here. We all do. We all do. If I, if I genuinely, not if, I, I believe that there is a God for you, it may be something else, but we come from somewhere. If we are in the, in the form of the image of, 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 of the source, the source is not confused about what it is. If we're in the in the form of a source, then we have a purpose, right? Why we're here. So I do, again, speaking from experience, when I quiet down myself and quiet my mind, which is not the easiest sometimes to do, <laughs> I have the answers. Like, it's not rocket science. They're right there. The yeah. question is, do I take them and apply them or do I sit there and argue? Ah, there you go. <laughs> There's there. You know, and, you know, it's funny because what... I have been accused of overanalyzing life. And that's, that's, you know, it's funny because I've come to the point where my why and my who have merged to the point where I, that's who I am. I mean, that's, that's who I am. I, I'm someone who thinks a lot. I, I, I look at things and I look for the connections and I look for the, the, um, why these people are walking into my, beautiful stage of mm -hmm. as the protagonist of my life and it's interesting because i think in many ways um i as i pay attention which i've told you many times is really the awareness conscious element when you start to pay attention and then you start to identify what the why is then more opportunities to actually experience that plays out which i think that you can yeah you're, you can agree with with that right i mean as far as as far as that, how it unfolds in your life. And then the whole authenticity factor shows yeah. up as well. So, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. And plus, I think, uh, you know, again, from personal experience and from working with so many people, when we are genuinely aligned with the purpose, things are just easier. Life is easier. Cash flow is, is easier. Business is easier because you've stepped into, into your lane. Yeah. You're where you're supposed to be. And, you know, uh, I don't know what it takes to be um, older and wiser, let's call it, to get to that point. But I often look back and say, look, I wish uh, I understood then what I know, what I understand now. I could have been, you know, light years away from here. But, uh, you know, human nature, we, we fight it and we push back against it and we we wait we wait our entire life for a sign when there are signs on a daily basis uh you know uh, for us of what to do they're just not always convenient they're not always uh comfortable um it takes it 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 pushes us to step over ourselves to push through ourselves to push through fear to overcome a lot of uh of the human nature that holds yeah. us back but also, uh, I just think there's so much magic on the other side of when you finally submit and yield. There's so much magic when you just live the life you want to live. You step into your purpose. Yeah. Um, you know what I've noticed, well, actually, on a side note, um, people are afraid to step into the unknown because we don't know what's there. Yeah. People, are, We're afraid of the unknown by nature. That's why we're so... Uh, we're so stuck on holding to the past because it's familiar. 
we know what the past is. It's familiar. We hold on to it. We know we're stuck to our daily job, uh, eight to five routine, because we're familiar. We may hate it, but yeah. we have safety of, of being familiar with it. You get up, you go to the office, you have the same people, you meet the same cup of coffee, you leave at the same time. There's familiarity. We don't like changing new things because they're not familiar. We're afraid of change. So we spend our life holding on to the past, yeah. good or bad, but we hold on to it to our dear life because we at least know what it is. Well, I, it's, it's really cool that you know that you say that because today's insight in the Magical Guide to Bliss is the quote, if nothing ever changed, there'd be no butterflies. So you wouldn't have the beauty of the world if mm -hmm. things stayed the same and stagnant. They would not be changed. You would never have the transformational process, which makes yeah. each of us, when we submit to it and actually say that we want to grow, we want to experience, we want to have, you know, that opportunity to see where we can take our lives, you know, with the whole mm -hmm. mentality of, of no regrets, you know, just, and then falling in love with your world and falling in love with your life rather than, you know, looking for the negative, you look for the positive, then more butterflies will basically mm -hmm. appear in your life because you become that which you seek. So I, I mm -hmm. do love what you're saying. And I, and I, and I think it's very hard to shake people out of that stagnancy. And I think that that fear, like you said, of change and, and, you know, allowing something new to come about because, you know, they're used to, and they don't know anything else. And, and, but you go back to what you were saying before is that that intuition that pulls at you and basically calls to you that purpose, that why is the thing that you need to feel more alive. Yeah, yeah. But look, you and I are familiar with the works of Abraham Hicks. You actually turned me on to that. And I am now addicted. I've consumed so much content. Um, and they call life an experience. Yes. And the first time I heard it, I'm like, that's brilliant. What yes. is my experience? Yeah. And Ask yourselves, like, what is my experience? If you were to write it down, what is it? Yeah. Life is an experience. It's supposed to be a combination of beautiful, magical experiences, uh, you know, friendships, love life, um, work, relationships and business. It is, it is, it's a, just a combination of experiences. This is an experience. And I want to look back and say, I've had a hell of a ride. I had a good experience. You know, I, I just, I am so passionate about it because I have seen, I've had the privilege to work with so many people and all these CEOs have so many employees. So I've been exposed to tens of thousands of people. So I see what, how fear robs people, mm. just robs them of life. Forget that it robs them of joy. It robs them of life because a year after a year after a year, they're just they're there there and you and there you know that there is no movement and we're not happy if we're stagnant if we're not growing it is true if we're not growing we're dying it's a fact yeah. so if somebody's in the same place on the same hamster wheel day in day out with no new experiences you can see in their eyes they're like an autopilot that's not a life well, you know, even talking about your like so transforming dreams into reality. Now, like even even the two of us, and we can sit here and like pontificate about what people should do. But the reality is, is that you practice what you preach. You walk the walk. Yeah. You did, uh, you know, take the leap of faith, and I did take the leap of faith. So, and you know, it might not be 
we're not might be at the you know, you know where we want to be or what we but, but we're on our way clearly and as as we walk and we keep walking forward on on this you know this this magical you know journey that we're seeing because you're right it is clearly an experience mm -hmm. it changes and i i have to go back to you what um what I love, one of my favorite things about um, Abraham Hicks speaks to with regard mm -hmm. to the vortex and, and it's, it's the source and, and it's the source and the love emanates because everything that you've ever desired in life, everything that you've always wanted, every wish is already yours. And mm -hmm. when you think about life that way and that you're just actually living out the reality or the fulfillment of what is already yours, it changes your perspective completely how you see the world. And yeah. honestly, you know, we're, like we were talking about before, you know, it goes from the asking after you understand your why to the believing when you're almost to the knowing, to the know, and the knowing is when you can receive. So yeah. it's, I love the affirmation. I know, like I know, like I know the beauty of my life is on its way to me or it's here. I know that everything I need, I'm taking care of. I know that I I don't need to fear because I'm in the cradle of God's arms. You know, anything that feeds your soul, you know, and, and gives you that inspiration fuels the fire of your dreams yeah. so that it'll take it from the dream state, the actual imaginative, you know, bursts of excitement to mm -hmm. the reality that you're experiencing when you're just like like living in that path or that flow of, of, of wonder, the wonder that life offers to you. So I know that, you know, certainly your story, and we've spoken to this before, but your story speaks volumes to that incredible trusting in the process and the universe to deliver to you what you know is waiting for you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've always taken... Uh, bold moves that scared the, <laughs> the the life out of people around me, and so that I think they're like watching me to see like a like a disaster waiting to strike. Is she gonna make it? Is she gonna be okay? So, but that's the personality, you know, because I want to have the experiences. I want to be happy. I want to do the things I want to do. But yeah. here's what I've noticed with, with age as I got let's call it wiser. I've also noticed, and this is key for a lot of people. I hope that are gonna listen. I'm gonna listen later. I have never ever ever not gotten something that i really wanted i know it's a bigger and arrogant statement maybe but i i did not get the things that i kind of sort of wanted and i have a proven track record when i wanted something bad enough without a doubt i always had it Wow. I didn't get it if I didn't want it bad enough. When I look back at the things that didn't work out, and I know, honestly, I can tell myself, you didn't want it bad enough. I have zero yeah. failure rate with the things I desperately wanted really? because I know what happens when you go after it full force. Mm -hmm. When you step into the unknown, I know what experience you're talking about. I've shared my, my divorce with you 12 years ago, and I really stepped out into the unknown. Yeah. I my kids took nothing from the house and walked out, said, okay, we're like, today is the day. So we're done. And yeah. I'm sitting today unknown completely by myself with two small children because everything in me knew that I have to detach myself because I will die as a human being 
as a woman, as a mother, I will die in this horrible situation. It's just not good. It's not yeah. healthy. I'm going to die mentally, emotionally, psychologically, yeah. and I'm going to step into the unknown because the unknown was less fearful huh? than the fear, you know, than the yeah. fear of living in chaos for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. Wow. You know, I have to tell you, it's so funny because your situation involves your relationship and my situation involved my job. And I was like, you keep me here. I'm going to die. I just am going to wither away. And everything I loved about myself is going to disappear. And I was like, at least the bray of my heart, like the call. Yeah. I was like, I will can't, I can't allow that to happen because, because of the who I am. Like I can't allow. So like what you were saying, the, un, it soon became, you squeezed out so much by what you've known that the unknown looks so much better. Better than this. If you don't mind, share yeah. with people uh, who are, who maybe who are on my page and not familiar with you, what you walked away from, because I don't want people to think, well, that you walked away from some measly eight to five job. I mean, you walked away from what so, people strive to accomplish their whole year. I mean, you made a massive decision. I'm very inspiring what you did. <laughs> you know, some people think I'm crazy too, but the bottom line was after t almost 20 years of working as a um, prosecutor with Immigration and Customs Enforcement and at first INS, I basically walked away from that career to start all over again. <laughs> and so, you know, it, you know, I have to tell you, I mean, there were moments in time where I was feeling very like, how, why? I think that was another kind of why. The like, why is this happening? You know, rather than my why, why is this happening? And then when I step back and I was seeing things unfold and just things that I was just like, God, but I, I believe more in my, it was actually made me look in the mirror and say, I believe in myself so much more than what they're telling me who I am. And, and, yeah. And when you say that, you just can't stay where you are if it's not feeding you or it's not aligning with you, like you were saying before. So, you know, walking away from the benefits, you know, I had 10 more years of, you know, until I could retire. I just was sure that if I stayed there for 10 more years, I, I would not be the same person that I, I love and what I love about myself might be gone. So I gave myself an opportunity to see what I'm made of literally, you know, by, by stepping out and then actually challenging my support, um, which, you know, in the end uh, turned out to be, you know, I mean, I'll be married 20 years this next month in February. And, and, you know, we've gone through a lot of ups and downs. Certainly when I lost my mother, that was a huge challenge because of how it impacted me. But, and even leaving my job was another challenge, but, you know, we're still, you know, working our way, navigating whatever it is that we're supposed to navigate and, and how we're ending up, we're stronger than when we started. And, you know, it's just the whole idea of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But so yet yeah, to speaking to that, you know, you know, leaving something that was clearly unknown, I did it very well. I had a great reputation with my judges and with my mm -hmm. colleagues and, and I, and I enjoyed the interactions with that. But as far as like my, professional aspirations and what I wanted and my intentions for myself and my why it, it wasn't going to be found there. So I need mm -hmm. had to leave, um, which, you know, is certainly interesting. And then the same thing applies to you. What, what happened with regard, oh, hang on, let's 
And the same thing that goes with you um, with regard to what happened as far as you making the choice to basically leave with the, just the clothes on your back and your young children. So I think that everybody certainly has that moment in time where they have to look at themselves and say, mm -hmm. is this who I want to be? And is this what I'm going to like hold as my truth and when you say no and you say yes to something greater like you were talking about before it changes everything so you know i think it's fascinating and 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 i think that you know it certainly opens up the opportunities and what you were saying before is everything that you've wanted bad enough and i was laughing because yesterday was one of my favorite author Coelho's. he says when a person really desires something all the universe conspires to help that person to realize his or her dream, which is true. Like how strong is your intention? Have you identified it? It's true. I mean, you've seen it over again, Regina, right? Huh? You've seen that over and over again, that whole I've seen that over and over. Yeah. Because it, it genuinely works. It, it, it just does because when your desire is so pure, I believe it's connected to the source of when you, the source has your back. I mean, you have to be a fool to think you're going to fail if you really do your part. You know, yeah. it's not possible. I th I am sure you're familiar with Wayne Dyer. I'm yes. sure you're familiar. I love him. I think so, such a loss to just to, to us that, that this one incredible man is longer here. And he talked about how he was a professor. And I think he was yes. a year or a few months away from getting the, what is it called? The tenure or what yes. is it called? But, yeah. And he was talked about walking across some bridge and he said, it just dawned on me that I'm going to walk away. And he said, everybody told me you're nuts. Like you're there. You're set for life. You're there. What are you doing? He said, I walked back into the school. I walked back into the Dean's office and I said, I'm out basically in so many words. Yeah. And look at his life, the things he's done, the lives he's touched, the where 99% of people would say, look, I've practically got my mom set, my retirement set. Why would why would I risk any of it? But the life he led afterwards is yeah. so rich, and the lives he's impacted because of one man's decision. It's incredible. So I love. I love. He went from a very small classroom in a university to a very large classroom in the world, and the information and the context that he actually was able to bring to the masses, you know, to enlighten so many more by virtue of his incredible desire to learn and just like understand the machinations of this world, mm -hmm. the universe. Which you know, I got to meet him. I, I met him wow. in May of like. 2014 i went to a hay house conference in fort lauderdale and you know one of the coolest things that he used to, this is before i even published my first book and actually it speaks to i think the um the knowledge when he says when you're actually wanting to bring something this goes to transforming dreams into reality so anyone who's interested in this content and this concept is that whenever you want to write a book he says make the, the cover of the book first yes. so that you see the cover in front of you so it kind of is that thing that eggs you on mm -hmm. so it brings the book to life it's more likely they say you know they say goals are more likely to come true when you write them down it's the whole idea of when you use that creative energy to actually bring this incredible book cover and then follow it with all the content there and so that was I, I remember i had I had gone up to him and I actually showed him the book cover that I made. And, and at the time, my memoir was called The Sunrise of My Soul's Bliss. 
And it's since turned into beautiful butterflies, how my life awakened me to the sunrise of my soul's bliss. And he had said, well, I asked him to sign it actually, which is, you know, why would I haven't signed my book? But, you know, but he signed it and I'm grateful that he did because basically it was that one uh, notion that, you know, things that you wish were like meeting someone that you admire so greatly will come to life because I am fascinated by those people that inspire me. It's like, I like to be around that energy because I, 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 I take it on and I invest in it myself, which is, you know, something that I always encourage other people to be around people that are dreamers and that are like, you know, Oh, I lost you again. Anyway. So, so tell me a little bit about uh, an instance that you had when you were able to see something that was a dream come into reality for you. Oh, I think she's frozen. Hang on a second. So we have a little technical difficulty. I imagine this is for the opportunities to just get her her uh, energy, maybe something of stillness. So maybe we can all take a moment now to perhaps think about those opportunities in life that or those dreams that you have in life where you uh, this year perhaps this 2020 you're ready to bring it to fruition and go another level with those dreams that you have and perhaps take that to the next level by virtue of you know something that you want to set down in writing or maybe creative art so we have we have regina back hi regina can you hear me hi yes i'm so sorry you asked me a question i i i didn't hear it then i dropped off i apologize no worries. No worries. i just um i just asked the audience to contemplate perhaps maybe uh, a dream that they might have that they want to put down in um, written form or perhaps creative form that they could use to help them transform that into something more than just a concept in their head like perhaps the mm -hmm. idea to push it forward so i asked you specifically when um, we went offline. Um, what was something that you put down in writing a goal or an aspiration, or perhaps maybe even a book cover, who knows, um, that you've seen come to fruition after, you know, basically, you know, having that idea. And then and now at the end, you know, you actually have seen it happen. My desire has been, so I worked for many, many, many years with, uh, together with a mentor. And when our vision, so I wanted to go off on my own for a while because I felt that our visions are no longer aligning. And I stepped actually out of that into my own business, into my own, uh, into the way I want to do things about nine months ago. So that was my thing that I really wanted to do. So that was my first huge thing in my life was my divorce. That was a massive decision. And this was also a massive decision. But I knew that it feels aligned. I had written it down. I was thinking about it for, for a while because that's a big decision. I'm not saying a big decision takes a 30 seconds to make. I don't want to diminish and disrespect <laughs> the, the process. So that was my thing that I've seen to come to fruition. But you, you, you mentioned to the audience to write down the things that they want. What I've also no, noticed serves me well is when I write down honestly because it's a very intimate letter so to speak a very intimate writing when i honestly write down the things that keep me stagnant the things that keep me fearful uh, and then i write down honestly why 
Is it my self-esteem? Is it my lack of confidence that I can do this? Because listen, I'm not immune to that. I'm a human, I, maybe I've learned better how to navigate it, but the feelings come up. So it's extremely important to be honest with yourself and say, I'm afraid because of lack of support. I'm afraid because I don't have the confidence. And when those things come up, when you have that list, and I'm not saying share it, it's yours. It's personal, it's intimate, it's yours. Don't share it with anybody if you don't feel comfortable. But when those things come up, like fear comes up, and you know it's on the bad list, so to speak, don't touch it. Oh. You know that it's bad for you, but make the list of those things that keep you stagnant and honestly answer why. Why are you afraid? It's important to look at those things on a page. You know, it's, it's, I think that'll help identify where you can move yourself forward, too. Mm -hmm. Certainly, you know, the fear generally is to find false evidence appearing, appearing real. You know, mm -hmm. if you're sitting down and, and looking at what makes you, you know, what makes you afraid and, 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 or stagnant and the why, like you were speaking to you before, maybe that's something that could help, you know, move past the block so that you can see perhaps a little clearer what how where you need to go instead that's a very mm -hmm. good, i like that i like that idea that's very good because i think that you know when you actually identify it's no longer something you're scared of and i think that that is something that mm -hmm. that's right can benefit from certainly you know as far as you know you know identify the fear so that you have more of an mm -hmm. ability to move past it and i think that's great you know or replace it but we talk we talk about, let's say, in, when it comes to a relationship, we talk about what's your non-negotiable, right? We say right. that all the time. What's your non-negotiable? So you can have a non-negotiable in life. You can say that being afraid to do something new is my non-negotiable. I'm not going to touch it anymore. If we right. can do it with relationships, why can't you do? It, why can't you do it in your life with your life? Why can't you have non-negotiables in your life that I'm not going to? I'm not going to negotiate with fear anymore. I'm just not going to negotiate with fear. I'm not going to negotiate with self-doubt. I know it's there. I'm going to put it to the side. I'm still going to do it. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to discuss it with myself. I'm not going to engage with it yeah. because ultimately you have the choice, right? Am I going to sit on it and sleep? with it and think about it or am i just gonna be aware that it's there and that's it still do what i gotta do so i just went to um oprah's uh 2020 vision focus your law on your life 2020 vision this last one and and, and she had um she had lady gaga as her guest yeah um, and, and Lady Gaga was speaking, she was very candid. I mean, she was very honest with regard to her mental challenge, her mm -hmm. mental illness. And one of the things that she said, and I think this might be very helpful to anyone who's dealing with the whole stagnance of, of, the, of the past, like what you taking with you know with you and those those incidents that you might feel have limited your ability to move forward with with um, this effortless flow. And she said she's looked at her pain and looked at her process with radical acceptance and with whatever um shame she has she puts it aside in a small box it's like look that's in my life it, it, i accept i accept that that shame has been a part of my life i accept what has happened i can't change it it is what it is but i can move forward in a different way accepting who i am with all my you know wonderful qualities and all my other qualities radically accepting in, in fact in her situation she has undergone a lot of pain from mm -hmm. how her bodies responded to the situation so but i love the idea about the radical acceptance because when you accept what is you aren't fighting it anymore 
You're not resisting what has happened so that you are free to move, you know, like free to move about the country. You know, you're free to <laughs> run you're, because it's not holding you down. Or, but and I think that comes to a certain point with what you're talking about as far as writing down why you're so fearful, why are you down? So you at least, you can just accept it and then you can move, like you can accept it and allow it to free process so that you can move on to something greater for your life, which, yep. is, which is a beautiful thing. But a lot of it is, if we if we really analyze fear and where it comes from, a lot of it is, what will somebody think, right? Well, what is somebody gonna think that I left my marriage? What is somebody gonna somebody gonna say or think when I am in your case leaving such a respectful position? What is somebody that is the truth of why we, we go into this tailspin of chaos because in, immediately we go to judgment. We right. can you uh, know we can we can cover it with fear, with self-doubt, with all these things, but ultimately 99% of it, what are people gonna say? Who cares? People have their own stuff. But how did you get to the point where you're saying who cares though? Like how did you, go, how did you get from the, what are people going to think to then who cares? Like what was that was a pro, there was a process there, and I think that's very very important that you identify this. And this is one of the really big things I think that you can share today that'll help people, you know, basically live the life that they want by virtue of releasing the judgment. Because people next to you who may be judging you have the same amount of fear, case, chaos, shame as you do, if not more. And when I realized it, that mm -hmm. I, they're just as confused, just as fearful, just as doubtful, just as broken as I am, if not more in some cases and less in other cases, yeah. they've got their own stuff. Meg, I genuinely, I, I know it maybe sounds, I don't want to sound rude or arrogant. I genuinely don't care. And the main reason why, the main reason why I refuse to live my life based on how somebody else thinks I should live it. Mm. Like at what point? Yeah. That's but, but when we live the, a, a life like that, it's because we made it okay. When, when people say they're judging me, they're judging me. I always tell people, listen, you're responsible for your life. If you have certain circumstances in your life or situations or certain types of relationships, yeah. look at yourself first. What, what are you, what are you giving people that tells them it's okay to judge you openly? I've told people you can have an opinion behind my back. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't care. You yeah. can talk about but behind my back as much as you feel like. I just don't want it to poison my mind. And yeah. I'm not upset if they do. I'm not upset. But I got to tell you, my way inspires them at some yeah. point. They're like, man, she really doesn't care. It must be pretty liberating to live that way. Well, you know, and also because you don't, you, you don't give anybody that kind of power or control over your mind, or you, and you're freeing yourself. So you basically go, well, you'll see that you like you, you'll be happier. Like when you really, like you know, even when you really kind of eliminate your need for external approval from someone else, basically approving of of your qualities, your talents, your gifts, your everything, then it becomes, oh my God, well this. You know, I I love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I enjoy interacting with all these, and I know that I've done the work. I've studied. I'm not lazy. I like. I have a genuine interest in learning more about this. So, what you bring to the table becomes something that makes you happy, and it has nothing yeah. to do with whether or not you're making other people happy. It just happens yeah. to be that, that some people are made happy because you're like infectious with regards. You're contagious with regards to. 
to how you you interact with others. But also, I've realized who's made me the judge to judge somebody and who's made them the judge to judge my life, really. Right. I mean, if you really think about it, but also, this was a main key point for me. I have noticed historical evidence has proven that people that think the way I think now, they're so busy being happy, they could not care less what I do. Right. They really don't. They're right. busy with their stuff. They're busy with their mission. They're busy with their life. They're business right, busy writing down their goals. They could not care less. The people who have more time on their hands are the people who have time for judgment and all that stuff. And usually a lot of that comes from their own insecurities. I know that because they want to do the things other people fearlessly do. It's a fact. It's just so, so if you become the visionary of your own life and you become responsible for how you show up in the world and what you do and how you experience the world and how you interact and you really keep in mind your print, your footprint on this world and how you want to be showing up, it changes the story. It changes the narrative because then you're not, you're really taking credit. You're taking accountability for everything that you do. And everything that comes from that is, is a great celebration basically. So that's a yeah. what you're talking about. That's a, that's a huge freedom. And I think that more people that are empowered to, basically be sitting in, you know, non-judgment, you know, not caring really what other people think, you know, they are able to accomplish so much more mm -hmm. in their whole experience. And that is, you know, with integrity and character and, and be able to look themselves in the mirror. So I think that your point is very well made with regard. Not only that, but look, Meg, you and I have magnificent things to say to our children when we can say, honestly, do the things that make your heart smile, they right. can look at you and say, mom, well, <laughs> you didn't do them. You're like, hell yeah, yeah mom did them. Yeah. And so can I. Yeah. We can yeah. actually say the, this, these things to people yeah. and it's true for our lives. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying we didn't uh, fail along the way, hurt ourselves, you know, scraped our knees. Nobody's saying that. I may be all banged up and scraped up from this experience of life, but man, I've got an experience of life. Right, right. You know? Well, uh, I'm supposed to be in a pristine, isn't it there a quote? It's like nobody's supposed to show up in a pristine body, you know, right. or anything like that. They're just, that's just not it. That's just not it. That's not it. Every Everything that happens is an opportunity to learn something more about yourself. And if you look at life that way, perhaps maybe life will look differently to you. And I think that that's really, really exciting. And I think as, as far as coaching is concerned, the both of us for that matter, you know, it's funny because one of the things I always say, I like, I don't, I said, don't, you can't, don't rely on me. I'm just helping to guide you by you making a determination as to what it is that you want. Yeah. And I have the tools or I can have the, you know, maybe some wisdom that I've gained from my life experience to help you along. And I think that that is really, truly what you bring to the table as far as the business aspect is concerned, because you've seen the pitfalls and you see. And when you have those experiences, then you can do it, help others to do differently and give them the tools. And I think that that's another way you can help transform dreams into reality. Yeah. 
especially if you're a, a budding entrepreneur who who sees you know um, the desire to bring their business and whatever their their service is to the world you know to another mm -hmm. level and i think that that is certainly you know the inspiration that you believe in the concept to believe in the person that you can bring along with you mm -hmm. Yeah, not only that, but um, I, you know, I, because I've learned of my gifts so early on, I, I feel I'm, I'm one of the lucky few and blessed few, but I had to fight for it because I, I didn't, it was like putting on, you know, you're a woman, you'll understand. It's like putting on those shoes and you're like, well, I don't fit perfectly, but they look great right now. But oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll like, deal with the pain. Yeah, I hear later, like, finally they fit like perfect size after yeah. I stretched them out so same thing when I stepped yeah. into my purpose but to I think when you know you're in your purpose it fuels you through it pushes you through the hard stuff yeah. and people are always watching especially our kids are always watching and when they see that you believe anything is possible you know I've always been the personality that hypothetically speaking, don't, don't try this at home, kids, that I've always considered myself the personality. I'll jump out of an airplane without a parachute. Again, don't do this at home. <laughs> but I, I know I've, I've got the mentality. It's okay. I'll pick one up on the way down. I mean, this is not for the But I've always lived like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why it's helped me uh, reorganize people out of debt because they'll tell me, oh my God, the doors are shutting down. I'm five million debt, five million dollars in debt, and people are coming after me. I'm like, no problem. I got this. So because they feel the ease of my confidence. Yeah. And I really have the ease of the confidence that I got this. It elevates them to yeah. the point, well, she sounds crazy, but maybe she got this. It gives them the the belief. So I have a mentor, um, his name is Dr. Habib Sadeji, and he um, tells in his story, The Clarity Cleanse, he speaks to this instant, he's a doctor, and then he um, actually came upon a car that was in a car accident. And this is very interesting because he went up to the individual who was hurt, and he said, you're fine now. You're fine now. Everything is fine now. Everything, all the bad has passed. So now we're just going to get you healed. We're going to put you on the, the road to healing. So instead of panicking over, am I going to die? Is, is my mm -hmm. life over? And he calmed him down. Yes. So his body could kick in and start the healing process. Yes. So, so the panic that would exacerbate the wound because it puts the body in the fight or flight, the cortisol, the stress hormones, mm -hmm. that is not good. Unless no. you have a bear running after you, and that'll get you moving a little faster. But the bottom line is, if you calm yourself, and I think that that's a beauty of a very good coach, is that mm -hmm. calm the person down to see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and Absolutely. then help you walk toward the end, which I think is exactly what you spoke to. Mm -hmm. The whole idea of you're jumping out of a plane, and maybe perhaps someone will throw you a parachute on the way down. It's not necessarily the mindset of many people, while it's the mindset of yours, but that's the beauty of someone who's seen a positive result come about by stepping back and just calming the person down. But also... I always ask people when they start to lose their sanity, what's the worst that's going to happen? I mean, truly, if, if it's not a life, life or death type of a yeah. situation, but realistically, if we really analyze the situation, 
what is the worst that's going to happen? And usually when they think about it, the worst is not as bad. The worst is not the worst. But even like, it's, it's so funny because a lot of things that people go for, like, so like for instance, right now, my, um, my nephew is applying for colleges and he's getting into some really good schools, but the, some of the ones that he might have wanted initially, he did it. But the bottom line is that when you step back, you said, okay, this is what's happening. You, you release that, mm, like the, 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 the tight, you know, it's like the, the soap on the hand mentality. When you grab it, it's going to fly out when you let it sit there and just deal and allow and accept. And then it just sits there and it can be you. So I, I definitely see the beauty of someone helping another person shifting the perspective. Now I did want to speak to this because I know that you're having a masterclass for mm -hmm. the business-minded entrepreneurs. And I know that you're having it. Um, you, I want you to speak to that because I know that, you know, I want to, you know, those of you who are entrepreneurs looking to, to start uh, maybe having a different perspective toward your business or to your goals. I know that Regina is someone who can certainly help you to another level. So why don't you speak to that, Regina? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is on the 28th. It's a two hour masterclass. It's going to be uh, recorded, but I do encourage you guys to attend live. So this, I wanted to make a really low cost offer for those that are not um, just don't even know how to invest more to start growing yourself in your business. So this is a business blueprint masterclass. It's going to be of epic proportions. I have 60 or 70 slides. We're going to talk about business strategy, definitely help you set up a 12 month blueprint because you need to have a solid game plan. You need to know where you're going. I'm going to marry that correctly and show you how to marry that correctly with the right mindset. So you can actually succeed in your business, help you position yourself uh, for profit so you can actually have a scalable, scalable business, scalable business. Yeah. So mindset, strategy, plus a year's worth of blueprint, because if you don't know where you're going, how are you ever going to get there? So it's only $49. Like I said, very low offer, low entry cost. Uh, this is a no brainer. And uh, for P2P, everybody who attends life will be entered into a drawing. And two people will be will win a 90-minute strategy call with me. Those are $350, $300 each that I charge for. So two people are going to get win two strategy calls, uh, one per each. But it's the 28th. I think it's 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Okay. I'm going to put a link. You guys can register. It's just a payment link. I keep things simple. There is no rocket science project the sales pages. I don't do that. I encourage you not to do that either um super simple so for it's for an entrepreneur so if you're especially if you're at the beginning stages and you're not worried about making a larger investment into coaching this is ideal for you yeah so we're going to go ahead and put that link in uh, the feed after the um after the manifesting is mm -hmm. over i you know i i definitely want to point this out because i think that you know i think that this is one of the um key attributes of a person who I would consider extraordinary. And, and I think that this goes to the whole, you know, in a world that we're like so divisive, you know, that we're all divided and we're all posturing and we're all sitting on our sides of the fence and, and we don't want to open the conversation. I think that extraordinary people are those who seek to collaborate with the information they have learned to bring others up along with them. And I think that certainly 
I know with regard to you, Regina, you certainly have that mindset where when you work with somebody, you have an, an, a significant interest to in seeing them succeed. And I think that there is something really, really wonderful now, and especially along the ideas of your passion and your inspiration. And, and I think that's one of the things I actually liked most about you when we first met, because I think that you have, you know, a very desirous to learn, certainly. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have a uncanny ability to teach. And I think that that's something I wanted to set out because if anyone's interested in doing this course with her, I think that you will, in fact, learn. And it will be of, of, of great value if you're certainly an entrepreneur. So I wanted to you know, set that out as well. But on this point, I don't know if you want to speak to that as well, but I wanted to go back to the intention that we started with because we are over the hour now and I really want to get to the point where, you know, I'd like, I, like we said at the outset, you and I, we could talk magic and miracles and expectations yeah. forever and, and we can truly see and, and I love this because, you know, they sound that um, this is back to Martin Luther King on the shoulders of giants. We can see further because he followed his why um, our country and our world is a different place. And I think that that is what makes a huge difference when you're dealing with extraordinary people. And certainly um, Martin Luther King Jr. was one. And he certainly made the ultimate sacrifice with regard to that by speaking his truth and, and, and gaining people. Um, the opportunity to speak there is as well. Um, back to the intention of this, you know, to help, you know, give people tools to transform their dreams into reality. I want to, I want to give it back to you, um, Regina, go back to your intention for the conversation today once more. The intention is for, for people to walk away and finally make a decision that your opinion is the only one that matters. Your desire is what matters. Your why is what matters. Of course, as long as it's ethical and it helps people, doesn't hurt anybody. What I mean, the disclosure. I don't want to be get, get off and go rampant, you know, with getting crazy. But um, as long as we're aligned with what's right and wrong, um, I want. You know, I often say that. Uh, and perhaps people that are watching have heard me say it, but I, I really embrace it. Life is not a dress rehearsal, mm. you know, and I want to say it again because I think it's so important. Life is not a dress rehearsal. This is the main performance. And most people genuinely never get on the stage of life. And I always ask my clients in private and I make them answer me one on one because it's so such a um, they have to be very transparent and very raw and very honest uh, with no judgment from me whatsoever, with regardless of what they tell me. I always ask them, are you getting on the stage of life when the curtain of life goes down? And I'm asking people that are watching or will watch later, when the curtain of your life goes down, do you know that you were there, you got the standing ovation, you have left your heart, your soul, your sweat, your everything on that dance, on, on, on that stage of life, or did you never get on it to begin with? Did you, I mean, because we all have the answer. We all have the answers. So life is not a dress rehearsal. This is the main performance. Go out there, act your heart out. I mean, fall off the stage from exhaustion because you've done all of it. But yeah, I mean, it it breaks my spirit when I watch people held back by fear 
because I have worked with people who are much, much, much older, 70s, 80s, and I have listened to list of regrets. And I've heard grown, mature men, very aged, look at me with a lot of regret and saying, I have missed out on life. And you guys, that is heartbreaking. Yeah, that is. I mean, I'm having chills as I'm saying it. I've watched in the face of people, in the eyes of people, physically one on one, when they told me there are so many things I didn't do, and I would have give. I can give up anything to go back and even do a percentage of them. How foolish of me wow. to care about what anybody thinks, to to have cared about what anybody's gonna say, who to have cared about anything besides care about the fact that I wanted to do these things. And now I will never. And the fear, talk about fear. That is the fear. Yeah. That is fear. Yeah. So I don't want to. That is amazing. And and I think that, you know, we're in this roaring 20s, you know, they'll like talk about the roaring 20s again. And, yeah. and a lot of people, the flappers and back in the 1920s, and they, they lived life and they took it on and they lived passionately and they lived, you know, they sucked the marrow out of life, you know, and it's a different mentality and approach. And they, you know, dance like without it with abandon, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, they, and they listen to music and they, they were a part of this world. And, and I think that I, all of us, going into this next decade, this 2020s, um, with all the technological advances that we're having this conversation on two sides of the of the the country and and where we're able to reach out to people who may never have been able to have this kind of conversation before being a part of that. You know, I think it's fascinating and I think it's it's timely and I think that everything that you said, you know, that you can't come to your, the end of your life looking back saying i would i shoulda coulda woulda you have this opportunity today to basically you know live the life of your dreams and embrace it and i think Regina, for pointing that out, that's an, uh, an incredible intention that maybe today this will be the beginning mm -hmm. of everything that you could imagine of all the dreams that you want to come to fruition and then the universe will conspire in your favor as Koala says. So, yeah. um, you know, normally I would ask you to, you know, uh, set out the number with regard to, um, your intention and what page you would pick from the magical guide. I don't know. I don't think you have, I don't think you have the book with you, but go ahead, pick a number and pick I'll, I'll go ahead and read it since you don't, but pick a number. Okay that would you would think that would correspond to what you had just spoken to let's do my birthday number 13 lucky 13 13 <laughs> so lucky 13 is okay so you, be bold which is very interesting because you spoke to that <laughs> whatever you do or dream you can begin it boldness has genius power and magic in it and that's from uh, Goethe. And this is the insight. You live in a world of connections. Whether you like it or not, your life is intertwined with that of others. And thank goodness because you need other people to help you to move forward in life and realize your dreams. Technology has allowed you to reach out for miles and miles. You can meet people all over the world with a click of a button. Information and resources lie at your fingertips to help you tap into your source. The following question remains, are you bold enough to commit to your dreams, to start the process by doing the work necessary, and to engage in the in, in important conversations to begin? 
When the spark of a genius awakes you from a dormant life, you are inspired and start to act. When you release your ideas into the universe, there is no telling where your own brand of innovation will take you. When you allow the magic of possibility to take hold in your life, the path opens up and you can see the way. You may be, almost, you may be able to almost see the fruits of your labor. Who would give up now? Courage is what you need to succeed. Boldness is an attitude that will aid you as you take the risk necessary to be magical. All it takes is a commitment to a new reality. Then get ready to see how the universe will provide the connections to make your dreams come true. There you go. Everything we talked about. Everything we talked about. So, and, and the inside of the, the magical key is to make a, a connection today. So hopefully all of you were able to connect to us and take something um, that was able to take you to the next level in your life. I do hope that. That is always my intention, that we bring some information to you that makes a huge difference so that you can go live the legacy of your own imagination. Um, I, as always, give Give Regina the final word. Thank you so much, as always, that you would have this conversation with me. I think it's been incredibly eye-opening, and I'm sure, I and I hope that you know my intention is I hope that many people take something from it as well. So I'll give you the last word, my friend. You know, just what I've said. I want all of you to experience the freedom of. Uh, uh, living your purpose to experience the, the freedom and the joy of doing the things you want to do and not no longer be bonded uh, in bondage by opinions, thoughts, judgments. You know, they have their own stuff going on. Don't worry about them. You, do your stuff. <laughs> you know, do your stuff and just, yeah, be the way you're supposed to be and things will line up. Yeah. Well. I totally agree. So I just want to say, Thank you again, Regina. Um, to all of you out there in this second manifesting of the year in January, remember you the deliberate create you are the deliberate creators of your life. Let your soul be guided by your dreams and let's all together raise the positive positive vibrations on this planet so that we could all live our bliss. Enjoy the magic and miracles. Shine your beautiful light. And until February, manifest the most beautiful life you can imagine. And don't wait for tomorrow. Do it today. So blessings and bliss. Thank you again, Regina. Thank you all. And have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Good night.